Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. I have another guest interview for you today that I'm so excited to share. Yan Gurung is a photographer and inner voice facilitator turned website designer for now. Running a business is like playing in a playground and what Guillen does will keep evolving with where life flows and what he finds joy in. Right now, he's most excited by helping entrepreneurs align their businesses with their higher purpose. He does this by creating websites that feel like their soul and by holding space for their inner voice to guide them to clarity in their brand offers and content. Connect and follow him on Instagram at Branding for Souls. Guillen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation, and I have a few reasons why. First, anytime I interact with you, Gian, your light shines through and is so inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) You just hear it in that giggle. And I'm also really interested in talking about identity and the way we label ourselves, because I know that's something that you've shared about on Instagram quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing that I think is so funny that I don't even know if you know this, but I was designing websites for entrepreneurs before I became a coach and an inner voice facilitator. And you've managed to blend <laughs> it all together. <laughs> so I'm like, I had no idea. I should yes. have known your website is amazing. I should have known. Aww, thank you. Yeah. And I had this whole thing where when I first started doing websites, I, built it around the moon cycle, but I didn't tell my clients that it was built around the moon cycle at first because I was like too nervous and I didn't want them to think it was super woo. And then eventually that became like part of the magic and part of the process. And even clients that didn't know about moon cycles ended up loving it. Yeah. Isn't it so funny that sometimes, well, actually a lot of the times the things that our mind is afraid we're going to be judged on is actually the thing that people are like, I'm drawn to you because of that. Yes. Why do you think that is? I think it really comes back to kind of, you know, a lot of the times when the mind has a resistance to something that is going to get judged for a lot of times we can be pretty sure that it's something authentic to us. If it wasn't something that mattered to the mind, something that felt important, it wouldn't have such a strong desire to protect it. So I almost always instinctively feel like the more the mind wants to protect something, it clearly must be something very dear or something very important to us. Um, So a lot of the times kind of when we run away from certain fears or certain judgments, you know, it's because we ultimately are not willing to accept ourselves for it or our mind is already judging us for it. So then it projects that onto other people. So obviously we're now, you know, when we then apply that to business and we're running a business from a place of, oh, I can't be the thing that I am, but let me give the people what I think they want. 
we get into murky ground where we're investing so much money, time, energy, effort into building something, but with the not the best foundations. I don't want to say right or wrong, but it could have been more stronger, more easeful, more joyful, but you know, the mind chose a different way. So totally it's that disconnect from the true essence and if we also kind of take that one step further into how so many people are just living kind of in the momentum of life and in this state where our mind is protecting us from the like truest most precious gems of ourselves that might be happening to our clients too so we're trying to assume from our mind that we know what our clients want and then they're also protecting themselves and it's just like this weird cycle of us not being able to see each other for who we are. Exactly. And my inner voice just gave me <laughs> such a funny imagery. Um, it just showed me like all of us with walls and it's just like walls talking to other walls when in reality, the real who we are are just kind of peeking like a little cheeky little peek from the side. Like, Ooh, is it safe for me to come out? Like, Ooh, who's there behind that wall? Um I think that's just what we're doing, aren't we? Especially when we think about how we show up online. Um, you know, it's not true for everybody, but it can feel like, oh, we have this persona that we put up or we have this idea of how we're supposed to be. And then all these other people we follow have the same ideas. So essentially we're just like masks and walls and ideas talking to other ideas. Yeah. And I mean, marketing and sales leaders teach that. They say to be that aspirational version that your clients want, not necessarily like you and your sweatpants every day. Yeah. So, see, I defer in this, not that I'm a marketing coach or advisor, but I always feel like people will ultimately want what you truly have deep down. You can't make people want something that you don't have. And I think that's where it becomes ingenuine when you're trying to mold yourself to what the market needs. And I guess it can definitely work when it comes to like maybe a product business or maybe there's a gap in the market. But when we're doing work that is personal, work that feels like your vocation, you know, which is for a lot of us, it is something that's quite personal to us. It is, you know, related to the impact that we want to make that becomes hard when you're trying to run that kind of work. Um, and I guess like this is where, you know, we get into the idea of like the labels and like we aren't what we want to do, what we do and what we're not certified in, what we're certified in. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how we talk about ourselves. Why do you think our identities are so tied to the work we do and the labels we choose? Yeah, okay. I have like a couple of examples to go through. <laughs> um, so I guess a lot of, I guess we're talking mostly about service-based entrepreneurs or, you know, people who are maybe in the coaching industry or wellness, or let's just say in the spirituality sector. Um, our version of when we identify with labels, when we kind of prioritize what we do as the thing that people pick us for, it's kind of like, like a chef saying like, oh my God, I have the best oven. You have to try the food from this oven. It's kind of like you going to a painter and saying, wow, you must have amazing paintbrushes to be able to create this amazing painting. We wouldn't do that to those people. We wouldn't want to go to a chef whose restaurant advertises, we have the best knives and best oven. You love the food. We would go to a restaurant that says, 
come try this amazing food. We don't care about the tools. And essentially, we want to realize that we, you know, whatever we certify in, whatever modality we use, they are tools. They become more than tools when we turn them into a label that we identify with. And all of a sudden, this imaginary chef's confidence or ability to create food is tied to that particular oven or the knife. All of a sudden, that painter's worth or how good the painter is, is now tied to the brushes. And we all know how ridiculous that sounds when we talk about intangible objects that we can see and touch. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I get then curious, okay, what happens if you take away that modality? Like what happens if you take away the yoga teacher training? What happens if you take away the inner voice facilitator training? Like for me, for example, my background is in wedding photography. What happens when my camera gets taken away? For example, I didn't shoot any, like I shot like three weddings last year in 2020 because of COVID, whatever. Yeah. But you know, who who then? And I kind of got to have that first experience of, oh man, like, wait, so <laughs> who am I once my tools got taken away? And I think that gave me a perspective into like, not necessarily having to attach myself to the thing that I use to do my business and actually realize there's still more. Um, and that could be different for everybody. But that's the fun part to discover. Yes. And I am getting goosebumps because the examples that you share make it like glaringly obvious where the errors in our natural thinking might be. And this is, you know, societal, it's what we learn. And there's an opportunity to expand beyond that. And from my own personal experience, I was a highly competitive, nationally ranked swimmer for most of my childhood, all the way into college. And when I realized, yeah, when I realized I'm not going to be a swimmer for the rest of my life, I had a huge crisis of identity. So I think in hearing you talk about being a wedding photographer and that being taken away from you from the, you know, the circumstances of the world, there are these moments in our lives where work, personal, whatever, where we have to face like, who am I without this thing that I identified so much with? So do you have any advice or resources for people if they're relating to this and they're like, okay, but what do I do? I guess the best thing I can do, I can quickly share my own example with the photography thing. And then maybe people can find mirrors or reflections that they can see in their own modality or work they do. Um, So in my case, when the camera gets taken away, you know, I may not officially be called a photographer anymore if I'm not even shooting. But what then remains is I still have the way I see the world. I still have my ability to make people feel comfortable. Whether I have the camera or not, that's secondary. But can I still make people feel comfortable? Yes, I can. You know, How easy is it for people to be around me? Does that really matter if I don't have the camera anymore? And I'm like, yeah, I still have that. I still have my artistic eye. Nobody can take that away just because the title got taken away or the work got taken away. So for me to realize in this context, I have so much more without the label, without the tool, that actually if we can be aware of what that is for every single thing that we do, you know, that thing that remains, it again comes back to this eternal thing. Like it almost feels like the label, the tool becomes this temporary thing that can be taken away, that can change over time because I could decide not to be a photographer. 
but I still remain. It's the same、mm-hmm. thing. So, what is that eternal thing that is just like natural to you that just pours out of us effortlessly? Like, I'm not, if I'm not a photographer anymore, I will still be able to make people feel comfortable. I would still love for people to be easy to be around me. I would still love the way I see the world. There is so much more that's left. And imagine if I marketed my photography that way, which I kind of sort of do anyway. <laughs> But if I did that, and I do, and that's why my clients book me anyway, I have proof like that's why my clients book me. They literally book me for me. And I'm like, in my, all my testimonials, I'm like,、mm, do you want to say something about the photos rather than just me? <laughs> and it really makes you think, you know, apply that to even like even more when it, it's a service based thing, if it's a coaching that you do or, you know, some sort of healing modality. At some point, you have to kind of stop again, the wall, like hiding behind the wall of the modality or like the chef. Like, like you would not go to a restaurant that says, Come to us because we have the best appliances. You're like, But what about the food? I want the food. It's again, recognizing that, you know, what it is that people want is not the tool that you have, it's the transformation that you have to offer them. And for this, every, every person has a different transformation that they can offer. And this is the thing that comes from their inner voice, part of them. This is the thing that if it has to be something that is so natural to them, something that's just effortless and just pours out of you. It can't be manufactured. And I guess that's the fun part again. Like, let's find what that is. Yeah, absolutely. And the resistance, I think, that naturally can occur is that becoming you know, certified in XYZ feels marketable in a way、mm. that your true essence is so much less tangible and it's also so much more vulnerable to say, Well, my people are going to hire me because of me if you aren't able to stand in that. So I just heard you say that exact thing with so much joy and pride and acceptance in your voice. What has that journey been like to get there? Okay. I think、um, oh, this is so lovely. Okay. So I think for me, I think it really goes back to reflecting on what work means to you. Like, what is the role of work in your life? What is the role of your business in your life? What, what is it that your mind wants from the thing that you do? Is it a source of income? Is it purpose? Is it literally like something for you to do? Is it, I don't know, fame? Is it recognition? There are so many things that our minds have. We all have a reason for doing something. So, for me, it's firstly to kind of a long way of answering your question is. To really be clear on what something we do, what it is that we actually get. We kind of understand this when it comes to relationships, for example, if say for, we're dating, we know not to put like 10 different expectations on that one person when we can see, you know, in a healthy relationship, we can see that, oh, this need is for my family to fulfill, or this need is for my work to fulfill, this need is for my friends to fulfill, it's not this person's job to fulfill. So, it's the、mm. same concept when it,、uh, when it comes to your business or your service that you offer. Like, are you firstly like offloading too much from this one, like, teeny little thing with its own energy? And it's like, oh, like, I'm carrying like so much. I'm carrying your worth. <laughs> I'm carrying your label. I'm carrying the weight of how you see yourself. I'm carrying like how the world perceives you. I'm carrying all your financial burdens. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And it's like this like little cute little. 
thing your business and she's like i'm tired <laughs> so firstly <laughs> this is a long answer but firstly it does help to kind of peel back the layers like where do we stand what is the baggage that we put on um and this is totally normal and natural this is totally normal nobody starts off like i had to go on this journey of realizing wait a minute like this is too much for my like little inner voice business to handle this is too much expectation for my little photography business to handle like it's not fair so then okay i take away take away things take away things but some things remain because that business with its own little legs and with its own energy thing has a certain capacity to create something so what is that thing that the service already has um so for me for example again like i feel like i'm just keeping talking about me i'm sorry this is um, what you're here to do don't apologize i suppose so um you know let's just say photography i could just say oh it's just a creative expression you know i could say inner voice oh it's just a way for me to help people have more awareness in their life i could say that you know with the branding thing i could say you know it's my soul work like it's what i'm here to do it's what lights me up the most with every little thing i can apply what is the thing that i get out of doing that and i think that makes it a lot easier because there's less resistance i'm not going into something with too many expectations that's not fair and unrealistic i can kind of decide what falls where and it helps my mind not build up something bigger than what the energetically what that particular business is designed to give me back i think i've i don't know if i've answered your question yes yes no totally and that's very helpful actionable advice for anyone listening in building a business in working in a corporate job in a role as a parent there are these spaces in our lives where that little creature that little energy is receiving too many expectations and too many burdens and it will leave that creature overworked and overwhelmed <laughs> and it will also leave you in a space of just being really set up for disappointment so i love what you said about removing some of those really getting clear on that um, because it creates space for magic and flow to step in and that kind of leads to my next question which is these terms alignment and flow specifically are pretty abstract concepts that get used a lot in certain circles that we've mentioned already like spirituality <laughs> and creativity and coaching and entrepreneurship so what do those terms mean to you i think for me i just got an imagery um and i obviously i keep mentioning inner voice because i know you're an inner voice facilitator as well so i assume your audience are used to all these like references yes. as well the imagery that i just received from my inner voice is this idea of um plumbing and like when something's like when there's like a kink or like something's blocked um as soon as you unblock something the water just flows like you don't need to like tell the water oh you're supposed to go this way you don't need to like monitor which way like you just open the tap and then it just flows so for me like the idea of flow and alignment and i'm talking specifically i suppose in the context of business just for the purpose of our conversation right now um it's that idea of okay well like i said earlier about examining and peeling back the layers is if we can simply be present and really examine what is the thing that is a barrier that is a block and maybe we have to open our horizon to 
you know, identifying things that we may not even think is a block, but be open to, oh, could it be? Because I'm still not happy, so there must be something. So for me, this idea of alignment and flow really comes down to, okay, well, what is the thing that I can do to let the water flow? Because A, not my job to tell the water where to go, which is where the alignment and flow is. That's the water. All I do is I open the tap and see, okay, how good the plumbing is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm getting all these analogies from, <laughs> but stick with it. Um, so my job I can do is if the water is not flowing, I don't need to tell the water what to do, but all I do is take out, maybe there's like a bit of garbage stuck in the plumbing. Um, so in a practical sense, I guess the practical thing I can guide people towards is really like taking inventory of the blocks um, and if you're not able to see that yourself, hire somebody else to do that. That's the beauty of having, you know, coaching or mentorship or taking a course. Like there's so many resources available to us, so many ways for us to reflect that we don't have to do it on our own. Um, so in practical terms, I would say once all that is cleared, you know, having kind of the expectations that is in alignment with the energy of the business expectations that comes from a place of, hmm, I don't want to say the word fairness, but that is the word that I come to my mind right now. And, and that creates a strong foundation. It's like a level ground where you can breathe. There's lots of space. And then you can ask the question now that there's space, what do I want to fill that space with? Again, the water is going to flow. So again, the water is there. What do I want the water to bring? Do I want the water to bring more joy? Do I want the water to bring more income? Do I want the water to bring more impact, more purpose? Like there are so many things that we could want. Um, but I guess, you know, bringing back the conversation to this idea of flow is recognizing that that's not something we control, but we still get to have a desire, that we still get to have a role that we get to play where we say we want the flow to take us here um, in terms of our desire. Yes. And I love that analogy and example because so often when people talk about flow, there's this energy of having to create it and having to push the water in your example. And when you think about what actual water flowing is, you're right. You have to remove the rocks and the pebbles. And if there's a puddle, then you need to smooth it out, you know, to help enable and empower the water to flow. So I think that is a nice and refreshing way to look at it, specifically if someone's feeling like, that feeling, because sometimes you just like turn the tap on and the water just flows. Like for whatever reason, there's no blocks in that moment. And then you'll show up the next day and you'll be like, why can't I turn it? No water's coming. (laughs) Well, the pipes are frozen or something happened. And there's that opportunity in that moment to kind of step back. And instead of trying to shove water, which doesn't really work, you know, think about ways to to remove the blocks, to get some fresh air, to get that space, to allow yourself to find that flow again when it's ready, when it's accessible. Yeah, exactly. I think there's something to be said about timing of things. This, I really believe in intelligent timing. And I must have picked up this uh, concept, I, I believe, from the Surrender Experiment, the book, this um, trust that we can put that there is a certain intelligence in the timing of the events that are supposed to happen to us or that are happening to us or that happened 
to us. Um, so that kind of really makes for me personally, it, it gives me so much joy to see that, wait, I don't have to be controlling where I go. I can set the desire. I get to have that. I'm still human. I get to have that. And I can desire, I'd like to go this direction, but knowing that how fast the water moves, when there's, when there's going to be a waterfall, when there's going to be like a plain sailing one, when there's going to be a bumpy one, that is out of my control. So the, taking this idea of alignment and flow to a different level of surrendering to it rather than curating a flow or rather than manufacturing alignment, I'm really called to that right now, especially with work. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I know one of the things that you're really focused on is helping people create their brand from their inner voice. And like you mentioned, my, you know, people who listen to this episode are going to be people who are familiar with intuition. So can you just shed a little bit of insight into what your process looks like and why you love using inner voice for branding? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I guess kind of summarizing kind of a lot of the things that we've already touched upon. Um, you can do branding in different ways. You can manufacture a brand. That is totally a thing and so many people do it. So that's an option too. You can manufacture. But what I'm most excited by and what I feel is the most efficient way that brings the most amount of joy and is the easiest way as well is having a brand that is just authentic. If you can have a brand that just pours out of you this I really want to emphasize on this idea of something outpouring out of you you're not pushing anything you're just abundantly have something of it that it just comes out of you if you can try and stop it but it's like oh my god I'm coming out what is that thing and our minds will have so many conceptions and ideas about what that is and what it wants it to be and I feel that the mind can change its mind all the time classic mind so we want to go to the part of you that is always in the present moment that is always all knowing all loving no judgment it has it is aware of all the experiences that you've had but it wasn't affected by it it never made stories about the experiences that you had so this is why i like to go to the inner voice to get to that part of again like what is the thing what is the thing um so i like to kind of get people into their inner voice and i like to ask like how the inner voice sees this person and it's different than how the mind sees itself it might say for example the mind of gyan might say oh he's this or he's that the inner voice will always have a more simple more honest more truthful answer um i like to do this in a way where i get the person to visualize so it's quite meta so i like to have another person person b because again, we have to remember branding is all about how other people perceive you. So it's the extra layer of branding isn't just about how you see yourself. It's actually when it comes down to the practicality of a brand, it is something that's experienced by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So there is also that other element. So this is like, stay, stick with me. <laughs> it's a long explanation, but there's th- almost three layers to it. And this is why I find it so helpful to see from the eye of the inner voice is that you, I get the inner voice to visualize the person, aka Kayleen and her potential client or anybody interacting with her that's another person and then the inner voice i get the inner voice to say inner voice how is the person who's with kayleen feeling right now what is coming out of kayleen that she's not even have to try like i'm this person is spending an hour with kayleen um what is she saying about kayleen when she's walking out the door how is she feeling 
And it, to put this in this neutral environment where, you know, this is not a coaching call. You're not pitching anything. You're just kind of gathering. Maybe you're on a walk. Maybe you're having coffee. What is the thing? And we all have this thing. And I've done this with many people, and it's always something different. Um, some people say, um, I have a client whose thing, it really made me laugh, is that, oh, this person is now, they have a spring in their step. They're almost like skipping a beat because mm. they're so happy and it's like they're present and it's like they're almost like dancing as a result of having spent time with this other person. Another client was, oh, they're grounded. And mm. the mind doesn't say these things. The mind would say, oh, Kaylin is really lovely. She was so smiley. She was so kind. Those are good, but that can only get us so far. It doesn't allow us to build a deep depth when it comes to a brand. But this idea of, wow, like spending time with you feels like me skipping as I walk, that lets us go into so many other ways. And obviously, specifically in my case, I'm applying this to a visual thing. So when I'm designing, I'm thinking of colors that make me skip a beat. I'm not thinking of like, you know, bland colors. I'm thinking colors that really like boost like energy or something to do with like, oh, I almost like, no, I just noticed myself smiling. Like what are, what are the structures? Like how can I lay out the website? There are so many ways that you can go when it comes from the inner voice. And all it is, is just one sentence or one word sometimes. And that really opens up. You can really make a whole brand out of that one thing, um, out of the feeling that you give people. And again, it's not something that it's ma is manufactured. It's something that's just there already. So you're, you're almost like, oh, it's like free labor. You're saying all I have to do is just show up as me. And that's firstly, like more than enough. But secondly, it's this idea of that's the thing that you're here to impact people with like that's the thing that you're here to share with other people it's like win 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 like in all yes. areas yes yes and the thing is is anybody who's tried to write copy or create a brand knows like you want to distill things down to a few words or a few sentences and to know that that is like already deep within you and so clear and so unique and so purely you there's some real magic to that so i'm so excited that this is the work that you're doing and i'm really happy that you've spent some time with us sharing i have two quick questions for you now so the first is what are you celebrating Ooh, i i am celebrating being me i'm celebrating having Space. I'm celebrating the fact that I have created more space for me right now. And specifically, I this year, I want to do a research. So again, my background is in psychology as well. Um, so this year, I want to do some research in joy. I really want to study the difference between happiness and joy and circumstantial happiness and joy that is always there. And I've kind of, I've been planning this like, you know, different like, control groups and what I'm going to measure and all this. So I'm really celebrating that I finally made space for myself to start that project. Hmm, that's amazing. And then second, what are you cultivating? I am cultivating compassion for myself. Um, in my personal life, I have just kind of, I guess, transi started transitioning from a really challenging period of my life um, from the perspective of the mind, of course, 
um, where it had to be in a situations where it was forced to grow. And, you know, my mind can only take so much, but it's now, I'm now at a point where, you know, it's, I'm weaning off of that and really like finding my balance again. So I'm really cultivating just a bit more grace and just a bit more compassion and, you know, like a little like tap on the shoulder, like, it's okay, I've done a good job, like that. Basically, I'm tapping myself on the shoulder right now. I've done a good job. (laughs) You are, you are. It shows too. So that is... That's wonderful. And thank you for sharing that with us. And just thank you for being here and letting that magic within you shine through. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Yes. Can you tell everyone how to get in touch with you and follow your journey? Yeah. So at the moment, like I said, like my whole thing is I'll I'll work on something. I'll have a business until it's fun and then I won't have it anymore. So at the moment, my focus is the branding and the website design. So you can find me right now at Branding for Souls um, on Instagram. Um, I'm currently working on a podcast as well, um, which I hope to have it out there by the time this episode comes out. It's going to be called Normalizing Being, totally for fun, nothing to do with work. It's just me and another friend we are just going to share our journey of, you might call it realization, awakening, connecting to our inner voice, whatever you want to describe it as. But we just want to show that it's not so serious. Um, we're, we're, we're kind of on a journey to air quote enlightenment, but we're doing it in our own way. And we're just being silly and having fun and finding a lot of joy. And this is not the kind of picture that I had personally, that I thought, you know, the more you go into awareness and consciousness and deepen you become more like calm and zen and we're finding it like completely different. And we just want to share that perspective. Um, So it'll be called normalizing being. And I'm super excited for that. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to listen. Well, friends, thank you so much for listening and being here with us today. I'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.